Welcome to Happily Ever After, the podcast that talks about the mysterious world of divorce and uncoupling and living happily ever after a heartbreak, but it's kind of merged into other things as well. We talk about parenting and general midlife stuff. So I am your host, Hannah Harvey. I'm a writer and a parenting blogger at mumsdays.com. That's M-U-M-S-D-A-Y-S.com. I would really appreciate it if you could subscribe and leave a little review uh, because basically this means more people can find our podcast. And I would also really, really love to hear from you. So please do contact me through Instagram at mumsdays. Um, just with your stories of life, it can be about divorce and heartbreak or anything else that you're currently going through or have overcome. I'd love to hear from you. Um, you can also tell me any thoughts you've got on this episode or even ask me questions because um, sometimes I answer them on the podcast. You can also find all the details from this episode in the show notes. Hello and welcome to Happily Ever After with me, Hannah Harvey. And today I have an extra special treat for you because I'm chatting with Danielle Barbaro, who is a divorce coach. She's also the author of the book After the Split. And I first met Danielle about a year ago because she was recommended to me by my mediation solicitor. And she has basically supported me through some of the hardest bits of my divorce, particularly battling it out in court. Um, so hello, Danielle. Hello, I'm very pleased to be uh, with you today, Hannah. Oh, I'm so thrilled. I've been wanting to do this ever since I started doing the <laughs> podcast, so I'm thrilled. But basically, my solicitor had said to me, you need to ask Danielle for a compatibility call. Um, and within about a minute of you picking up the phone, I was like, I knew I had to work with you because oh, you were you. Mm, you were instantly so reassuring. And I think during a particularly traumatic time for me, I felt I had some hope after speaking to you, oh. which is such an amazing skill to have. So I guess to get us started, like how have you ended up getting into divorce coaching? Because I didn't even know they existed until a year ago. <laughs> and I didn't know they existed before I did that. In fact, it didn't when I started. Oh. Uh, 12 years ago, I was a coach. I was coaching uh, people. And then one day somebody says to me, uh, could you speak to my friend? Her husband has left her and we don't know how to help her. And I said, well, I can speak to her, but I have no idea if I can help. Okay. And I always remember this moment because I, I went to this woman's house. I used to at the time. My diary was not full. Mm. And someone opens the door and she was in her dressing gown. And I said, whoa, what are you doing? <laughs> and she said she had no energy. She couldn't. So I said, shower, make up, and we start working. Mm. And I started working. And from that moment, I knew without any doubt at all that that's what I wanted to do forevermore and I've been doing this for over 12 years and nothing else oh that's giving me goosebumps I love that and did she get dressed and she got on her makeup oh yeah I would not have worked otherwise you were like no this is what we do and, you know, also I remember she was actually a lawyer not in family 
and the head of firm. So it shows that you know when you are going through something like that, it doesn't matter uh, who you are, what profession you are, you get flawed by the yeah. and it goes badly. And it's not a question of logic on how do you deal with it. It's much more complicated than that. Yes. So why do you think divorce is so hard? Like, why does it floor us so much? Well, you don't get married with the thought that it's going to end. And, you know, this is your intimate relationship. This is a relationships are based on trust and respect. You don't ever think that you are uh, going to, to lose that. But, of course, there is a whole range of reaction. I mean, what I was uh, thinking the other day that I've had over... 1100 clients working one one and what is fascinating is that although it's all about divorce i've never heard the same story twice and that to me is so fascinating and people are and it's incredible what people go through but you have a range of things um, an easy divorce would be too uh, middle-aged people who agree that they've reached the end of the road mm -hmm. and the, the children have left the nest and they, they agree or to separate. To the other side, which is what you've mentioned, where it goes so badly that you have to go to court to try and resolve and it's a, a judge who is going to resolve your divorce. Your, uh, divorce. So, of course, uh, if it goes badly in particular, um, it's incredibly hard, mm. especially if you are going to be blamed for it. Because let's say that your partner has made your life completely impossible. One day you realize that you can't go on like this and you are the one who initiates the divorce. Well, not only do you have to go through this, but on top of that, you will be blamed easy for your partner to say, oh, well, you see, she started the divorce, she wanted the divorce, and to portray themselves as the victim there. Yeah. Not only you're going through the divorce, but on top of that, there's those very unfair emotions involved. Mm. So you mentioned there that there's a range, like you've heard every story in the book, I should imagine. If every you've... But I'm sure there will be more. There will be more. My next client will be a new story. Yes, so indeed. So every situation is unique. But are there common threads that your clients struggle with most? Like common things that, yes, everybody's got a different story. But, you know, I know people who have had amicable divorces, but it's still been hugely challenging. So, yeah, is it, so I guess what I'm asking is, what do your clients struggle with most, the thing that you see most that you help people with? A, a great deal, but the two top ones, I would say. Well, I'm going to give three top ones. Um, children. You know, when children are involved, mm -hmm. again, you don't have children thinking that you're not going to be with the other parent. And that the guilt of that. And then there are these... Uh, you know, emotional expressions like, I don't want my children to have a broken home. Yes. But what is the most broken, you know, two households where at least there is some calm and harmony or one household which is extremely toxic. So, you know, there's all these things at play. But children, uh, sometimes people have young children and they think it's better to wait till later. Actually, no. 
really um, teenagers and young adults are extremely affected. Yeah. And then there is money. Money, let's imagine that people have a, a great deal of money, or in fact, not that much, uh, businesses together. You know, then it's incredibly complicated because you have one pot and suddenly this has to be uh, split into two. So that's complicated. Yeah. And also, uh, I have to mention fear because a lot of my clients are, um, even if they don't really know it, in an abusive or coercive uh, relationship. And by definition, when you are in one of those relationships, you don't know, you know, you don't know that something is not normal and that it's no way of treating somebody. Because what is happening is the results of years of drip, 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 comments, criticism, uh, put downs, all this sort of thing, which makes somebody lose their um, confidence mm -hmm. and self and also let's say that you are in a violent relationship you have to be concerned about you know what happens the moment I leave and expose my partner for what he more often than not really is so all this not surprisingly is extremely difficult and I feel that my role is often I, I used to think it is to help people survive of course it is, because I know what helps people. But really, more importantly, it is about helping clients get clarity. Because they think one second, oh, I'm going to divorce. The next second, no, I'm not, because it's been nice today. You know, and they drive themselves absolutely crazy, mm -hmm. no longer knowing what to do not trusting their judgment. And for me, that's the most important thing I can do for a client is, first of all, help them gain clarity. And then once this is done, I can support them through something which is very, very difficult. Okay. So does that mean sometimes the clarity is actually we can stay together and we can make it work? Yes, but rarely. <laughs> I think, you know, uh, 1,100 uh, clients or more, I could maybe think of um, three or four, maybe, who have uh, decided and successfully stayed together. But I think once you start having these doubts, um, there's a reason for it. And uh, it becomes very complicated. Yes. Yeah, it's like you start, I always think it's a bit like the Truman Show. You know, like, how do you know yeah. what's reality and what isn't, depending yeah. on your circumstances? And once you start to get that glimpse of, I'm not sure this is actually right. Yes, exactly. It's hard to then go back from that. Exactly, almost impossible. And neither should you. You know, often when this is happening, you realize that uh, you've been in something pretty toxic and you should not be in that situation. Mm -hmm. There are some people who spread toxicity around them. Uh, they are usually people, well, they, yeah, they become abusive. Uh, 
And it's nothing to do with the person who is at the receiving end of that, although they are being made to feel that it's their fault. Mm. Actually, the person who spreads that, and unfortunately, they are people like that. They are damaged and they damage other people. It's hard to recover from that. It's absolutely possible, but it's hard. Yeah, but you need to be out of the trauma before you can start recovering. Totally. You cannot do it when you're in the middle of it, so you need to leave. Um, and also then, if you see your partner or speak to your partner, you're likely to, even if you feel a little bit better, you know, there's a bit of peace, a bit of uh, harmony. The moment you speak to them or read a text or get a phone call, it's a step back and it takes time to to recover from that. Mm -hmm. But it's easier and easier with time. Because one thing you need to do is realize what is happening and observe it rather than get swallowed in in uh, something which is toxic. P these people uh, thrive on, you know, oxygen on the fire. They need the oxygen of a, an argument or provoking something. If you don't play the game and if you stand back, it becomes more difficult for them to do that. And you become stronger with time as well. Mm. Is there such a thing as an easy divorce? Well, you know, when I hear amicable divorce, I, 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 <laughs> I feel mm, really. But easy would be easy would be the two the couple have agreed it's the end of the road, it's the end of a chapter. Let's close it and then we can move on. And it happens, but it is quite rare because so. You know, there's the rawness of the emotions uh, involved in a divorce. Uh, it's very, very difficult. Let's imagine, for example, that there is another party that uh, you you sense that your husband is having an affair, except he doesn't uh, admit it. That works both ways, by the way. Women do the same. Mm. It's really difficult because you feel uh, humiliated. You ought to, you deserve to have the respect of a real explanation. But sometimes you're never going to get that. And if you're not, it's hard, mm. very, very hard. And you feel that the other person is having your life. Yeah. It's complicated. And of and course, sorry. No, not at all. I was going to say that happens a lot, for example, when women are menopausal as well. You know, it's a stage in their life. Well, this is really difficult to handle. Mm. Yes, I was about to say, and of course, you might get an explanation, but it might not be the truth. Exactly. And you deserve the truth. Because more often than, uh, than not, the explanation would actually be a blame for you. Yeah. It was something you didn't do, something you did. Mm. You would deserve to say, you know, I'm really sorry, but I've fallen out of love with you. I've met somebody else. That would be at least respectful. Not easy to hear, but at least it's an explanation. Often, it's going to be turned around. Uh, you, you're inadequate. You're this, you're that. It's nothing to do with what you do or don't do. But the person wants out. Once a person wants out, 
there's nothing which will keep them in the marriage. You don't persuade anybody to love you. Mm. Do you find that it can be the other way around, like somebody's maybe cheated, but they regret it and then they want to keep the marriage going? Yes, it happens. Um, and it depends on how much you're going to reveal to the other partner. For example, if, if your partner does not know you've had an affair, but you're determined to keep the marriage going, then really my advice, although it goes against the grain, is keep your own counsel. You know, because you're introducing something which is really extremely complicated to, to process. Mm -hmm. Nevertheless, this is rare. You know, once a person has an affair, uh, the only time they regret it is when their partner says, no way, I'm out. And then they realize what they stand to lose. Yeah. But it's very rare for somebody who's had an affair to suddenly think, oh, what was I doing? It's rare. It happens, but it's rare. Mm. I'm going to go off topic here, but I would love your thoughts on this because... As I'm entering the um, the dating world, so this is, you know, post long-term monogamous relationship, I'm coming up to 40. What I'm finding a lot is people having either open marriages or oh. are polyamorous. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, I'm not sure <laughs> I'm not sure I'm qualified to answer this. I'm not a divorce coach. And actually, I spend a great deal of time saying to my clients not to get involved in anything until they are really ready. In other words, until they've processed the whole thing. Why? Because when you date, uh, you open yourself to rejection. That's, that's part of the rule. Yeah. And uh, after being extremely hurt, you're not able to handle more rejection. So you need to have gone back on your feet before, before you can. Now, it is true that on a website, there's loads of damaged people or people who are barely out of a relationship. You know, their marriage will end one day, the following morning, they are putting a profile. <laughs> so, but what you describe is even worse. And I have to admit, I'm very innocent in that and didn't realize that was the case. How difficult to navigate that. Nevertheless, it's, um, it's a numbers game, isn't it? And you may meet so many people who are not the right people, and suddenly there is a genuine one, and uh, you can just... We all know people who have met somebody online and it has been successful. But the, it's not only working through... It's also timing. You have to be ready. They have to be ready. The yes. others are time wasters. Yeah. And I, for me, I'm starting, because I'm kind of using it as a, a way to explore what I actually want going forward. Um, and yeah. So I'm chatting to some people who are polyamorous, mainly to see how it makes me feel. Go, is that something that I'd be interested in? No, I don't think it is. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you, you deserve better. You deserve exclusivity uh, from somebody. But 
I agree with you. Uh, when you start dating, I hate the, the word journey. I can't stand that expression. But actually, it's a process, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. You find out by doing that uh, what you're prepared to take, what you prepare, or what you're not wanting at all. And um, my advice would always be to almost make a list of what is really important to you. And I would say, actually, uh, not sharing with anybody else would be very <laughs> top of the list. No sharing. <laughs> no sharing, sharing is not caring in this instance. <laughs> not in this circumstance at all. Oh. Uh, but I think once you know, you know, and I think what you're describing is totally normal. It's a process. But eventually, you have to think. No, this is important to me. And I want somebody. I don't mean I don't want to be going out with a bold man. I mean, please, you know, look at the person for who they are. But once you know, you're much more likely to find that person. Yes. It's an interesting thing, isn't it? It's almost like when you're clear, it's easier to find someone. Yeah. But it's that getting clarity thing. Again, yeah. that's so important. And yes. I still don't know if I know what I want. Mm -hmm. And I think and having children, yeah, yeah, having children's made yeah. it more complex because I've had yes. um, relationships in the past where, you know, they've met the partner and, yeah. and it wasn't, uh, I don't know, it's just not quite what I wanted. And it was very oh. quickly back to being very domestic and kind of more work yeah. than if it's just me and my kids. Absolutely. But then the other extreme is it's me and my kids during the week and then I'm this single person at the weekend. Yeah. And it's yeah. I'm like, I love that, but it does make um, the transition between the two quite extreme. But it is exactly that. It is a transition. You know, it has not been a very long time since you left your marriage and it takes time. And I would say just enjoy. Enjoy trying to meet somebody, go for a drink, go for a coffee. Enjoy that. Don't think, oh, this is going to be my life partner, which is unlikely to be the case. Just enjoy and see whether you want to see them again. Now, you've spoken about children and I have to say, young children make dating complicated for a woman in particular, yeah. especially if she has, you know, the caring responsibilities for the children. And it's very rare that um, uh, children will welcome a partner. Very rare, of course, with time. But, you know, it, that is a difficult dynamics and everybody's trying their best, but it's difficult. And I was in the same situation. I got divorced probably 30 years ago. Now, it's ridiculous to think about that. Boy, did it. my children made it so difficult to the point that I had a few relationships and then really had to wait till they were away. University and the rest of it. Because no, it's only three. I'll be waiting <laughs> forever. <laughs> Nevertheless, what you can do is have a, you know, a relationship where you don't um, introduce your yes. children straight away and when you're sure then you can yeah that I think that would be that would be but yeah the children however much we love them in this circumstance they are a complication and for a partner it's not that easy no uh, it's not you know, it's not 
And then we have children themselves who they don't see and feel guilty about that. It's complicated. Mm -hmm. But as long as you understand that, it's complicated, but it's not insurmountable. Yeah. Lovely. So I was very excited to hear that you've got a new online course that you're launching very soon. (laughs) <laughs> I am launching it very soon. Thank you for uh, asking, Hannah. I just um, felt, you know, I've been doing this for so long and with so many clients that I thought I have something to say. I can't just say it one-to-one with a client. There's a limit to how many people I can see. Uh-huh. And I, thought I-, I could just put something down which would help people because although as we discussed, divorce is unique. There are things which help people to recover. Yes. And I, I could really clearly put that uh, uh, tidily in six modules, in six headings of chapter. You know, the first one being to understand what is happening and then to start taking control. You know, there's a whole process that actually I follow with clients to help them recover. Yeah. And this is what the online courses abound and I've tried to put a lot in it and I, there's also a work um, worksheets which will become a workbook later but so people because for me um, the process has to be worked through you cannot say well I'll buy this course and in two weeks time I'll feel okay absolutely no way no. because you need to work through things and to me this um, reflection is really, really important and is what makes you grow. So the course is both, I explain things through videos, but after that, uh, I give you some uh, things to think about for your own circumstances, because sadly, uh, not everybody's my client, you know, if they purchase the course. But I yeah. think that's quite good. And the, the feedback I got, uh, I sent it to five or six people who tried it, is overwhelmingly positive in fact totally positive so I think it's going to be useful I definitely think so what I think struck me about the whole idea of it is like you said everybody's got a unique story and sometimes you can get stuck in your story whereas when you're doing something like this you know you're moving towards something positive at the end um, you know, you can follow your guidelines, make it relevant for your situation, but you're not staying stuck in yes. your story. Yes, and that's a really important aspect of the course or of any recovery. You you cannot stay there because then often that involves very negative emotions, which actually only affect you. you know? yeah. Like for feelings of, uh, you know, revenge or jealousy. Yes, at first, I get that, but not if that uh, defines you afterwards. So what I try to do, I think, is try to give some perspective. You have to gain perspective on the relationship, and that doesn't happen overnight. But as you say, it's a a normal human reaction to get stuck in bad habits or not to quite see that there are alternatives. Yeah, so I feel like this kind of pulls you out of that and gives yes. you the hope to know because it's called Emerge and Recover yes. from a painful breakup. So it's like, 
<laughs> and the other thing I think is perfect is that you're running it. So it starts on the 21st of November. Um, it's a live run through, isn't it? You're going to do Q&As each week. Indeed, every Monday evening at six o'clock uh, to answer questions. Yeah, so you can do the module, get your questions and then go online and speak to you about them. Exactly right. Uh, exactly right. Uh, making sure that uh, you are anonymous. I wouldn't want people to show their face of their name. Yeah. You know, you're, you're a little bit careful to protect yourself. But yeah. this is where, you know, the story is unique. Therefore, there could be a question which is unique, but actually is going to help other people. Yes. And what has struck me when I was working with clients, it's always, they find it incredibly reassuring to know that they are not on their own. They are not freaks. Yeah. It's just something happens to them. But um, it's not about them. You know, they, it's normal to be confused, all these things. But this is where it's important to take some perspective. And to take some control. Essential. Mm -hmm. It starts that. And when you're going through a divorce, a breakup you have not chosen, uh, it's easy to think that you have no control at all of the situation and you look at the situation in terms of loss. Whereas I work with clients in trying to make them regain some control. Sometimes it's very small steps, but it's amazing the difference it makes. And often this is also about setting boundaries. Mm -hmm. There are things that are acceptable and things which are not. Uh, I had a client uh, a few months ago, uh, although the husband had left her for another woman, he would come back every morning to have his shower in the house. Oh. And that, yeah, yeah. So, you know, um, it was a way of checking her, but also of asserting a control that he should not have. And I said to the client, no, no, no. He has lost the right to treat this house as his home he will have the shot the other place. Thank you. And the, there are many examples of this during the year. Many. And the moment you start asserting, you know, it's about self-esteem. It's about standing for yourself. It makes a huge difference. And it gets easier to do it all the time as you're doing it. Yeah. Like little baby steps, but each one is empowering. Exactly right. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Now, you progress and then there's a setback. That's normal too. You know, nobody progresses in a straight line. Mm -hmm. You know, oh, I've, I've done three steps forward and then two steps back. Yes, that's normal too. Except that it will be less and less affecting, less and less profound and less and less often. And you, uh, one morning you'll get up and think, I don't want him back. That's quite a step, isn't it? Yeah. By somebody. And it's all these things, but it's never, recovery is never a straight line. And it's normal to have setbacks. Yes. And I think if people have your course, there's that kind of reassurance that if you've got a setback, you can step back into the bit of the course that like Absolutely. relates to that thing. Absolutely. And, and I, I think, think I would have found that really reassuring because obviously I had you at the end of a phone call, um, but that's not necessarily accessible to everybody because A, time, B, money, all those kind of things. Whereas this means 
you are in their pocket whenever they need you which yes. I think is just so lovely because it was yeah. such a huge support for me mm. well thank you Anna but that's exactly the spirit of the course really yeah. is to there and yeah you can dip back um so that it is a, a useful tool but it's also real support because people feel so lonely yeah. when they are through this mm -hmm. yeah you do you feel like you're the only person on the planet going through it so yeah people do you know that i have probably a client down your street yeah you exactly <laughs> And it's the same, isn't it? So the idea also of these weekly calls is to realise that there are other people in the same boat. Yeah, that's yeah. lovely. The other thing that I was going to say that I love about it is that you're running it over the Christmas period. Because obviously yeah. Christmas, like, properly sucks when, you know, at the beginning of the divorce process, you're not together and you're navigating the joyous period and everyone's having loads of fun and blah and you just feel like you want to Bridget Jones it out <laughs> yeah and the first Christmas especially and actually then you you get to taken in by the imagery of Christmas you know the ads on tv everybody happy in the family obviously that there's very <laughs> little connection with the reality but I, I do remember my first Christmas on my own, and it's difficult when you don't have the children. I was not prepared enough. And my advice really uh, to clients would be, think about your day. What is that going to look like? And make it special for you in a different way. Start new tradition, but yeah. don't get caught. You know, everything is closed. Everybody seems to be having a good time except you. Well, this is the time to do something special for you. Mm -hmm. Really think about it. I think that would be my advice for the first year, especially. Yeah. And get your course so that you they can speak to you in between Christmas yes, and New Year. I, I will not speak on Christmas Day. Not Christmas Day. <laughs> Aren't you, you're going to do a special. Yeah, you'll do a special one in between Christmas and New I Year. I will do a special one. And of course, uh, people can email me anytime and then I can respond to that often the questions people have are questions that often other people will have but yes. I will respond to emails uh, on a one-to-one -one, definitely it's important oh well that's amazing that is really amazing um to have that kind of access oh well, that's been really really interesting I was going to finish off on your top tips for people starting out on their divorce, and I've used the word journey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the divorce journey. <laughs> the divorce process yeah. to a great future. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, several pieces, you know, because again, everything is unique, it's difficult to say general things, but what comes really strongly for me is first of all, be informed. Know where you stand legally, for example, with the house, the children. Yes. Because sometimes fear can come out of, you know, somebody saying, you'll be destitute, you won't see the kids. Mm -hmm. That's ridiculous. So your, your lawyer would uh, be able to explain, explain that. So be informed. Um, I think also uh, don't feel that you have to give explanation to 
anybody. You know, people who almost want gossip sometimes. You're not a subject of gossip. And uh, uh, deflect that if you don't want to give information. For example, if some people say, oh, I heard that you and James are getting divorced. You know, deflect that with a very simple uh, sentence and just say, yes, we're going through it. And, you know, don't get drawn into having to give explanations to anybody except the ones who are in your support system. Yes. Who is your support system? Who is always there for you? Who makes you feel better when you speak to them rather than drain? These people are really, really important. Uh, be sure uh, about that. And frankly, it will pass. It's a terrible time. It hurts so much. But this will pass and you will get better. Everybody, every single one of my clients has got better. Nobody has stuck there. And often if I bump into people or they email me, you know, several years down the line, they said, you know, the divorce, that was the best thing which could possibly happen to me. Because when you do that, you really have to look in yourself, your core values, what matters. Yeah. And this actually makes you grow into a better person. And then you move on positively. I can assure you, Literally, no exception to that. It will pass. Oh, thank you so much, Danielle. See, wasn't that a lovely treat, everyone? <laughs> Such a pleasure. <laughs> oh, honestly, and huge good luck with the course. I know it's going to be thank a resounding you. success. But thank yes, you. Thank, thank you so much. The pleasure is all mine, I assure you. Thank you so much for listening and have a great week. And I'll see you next time for another episode of Happily Ever After with me, Hannah Harvey. I would be very grateful if you wouldn't mind leaving a review or subscribing because this helps more people find this podcast. And of course, if you've got a friend who you think might enjoy this episode, please do recommend it to them as well. For anything else, your thoughts on the episode or any questions, please do get in touch with me through Instagram at mumsdays or you can email me hannah at mumsdays.com and I genuinely love hearing from you so please do get in touch. Bye!